Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from Gunpla to the Gundam anime series to Gundam manga, anything really related to Gundam, theories, speculation, thoughts. Brian, we're ready for a new episode, aren't we? We are. We have a smattering of topics today, Isaac. Ooh, it's a topic episode. The smorgasbord. Ah, a charcuterie. (laughs) Of, of discussion points <laughs> yes so let's uh let's start with the headline there's been a lot of news lately about motion pictures the the film industry in the united states what's left and, uh, yeah what's <laughs> it, it's it's currently in tatters and so in in the back of my mind the wheels have been turning and i really think that the gundam movie may be in danger of either not happening or becoming maybe less uh than it could be and that's not to say that that's been reported anywhere. This is just my own musings. So I wanted to kind of talk about that because I think the Gundam movie is something that we've all been kind of looking forward to. And I think it's been one of the more popular topics that we've covered. Let me set it up a little bit and then, um, and you know, give me your opinion here. There are two things happening right now at the same time that are creating a very unique circumstance. The first thing is that the streaming wars are reaching their peak. So unless you've been living under a rock, you know that streaming SVOD services uh, like Netflix have been steadily increasing in use over the last five to ten years. And we are now at the key moment in time where streaming is now overtaking or clearly becoming the new preferred way of consuming content over uh, traditional linear TV. So, you know, that's your, your broadcast and your cable TV. And the big players now, of course, are Netflix. Uh, you also have Disney Plus and Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max. Uh, you got your Apple TV. Does anyone actually subscribe to Apple TV? I guess they get it for free, right? Some people. but Maybe. I've heard there's some quality stuff on there. It's just I've kind of reached the point where it's like, okay, how many streaming services do I need? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole list. Other, yeah, that's a whole other topic, right? Yeah. Uh, well, how, how different really is the streaming yeah. model. At what um, at what point do you yeah. just stop? <laughs> yeah. At what point do you regret getting your low your low priced cable package if you're having to subscribe to eight different streaming services? So, uh <laughs> that that is probably a separate topic. But so that's thing number 1, right? The streaming wars are are heating up and all those different streaming services want subscribers and they want them now and they want them in the largest numbers that they can possibly get. So the second thing is that COVID-19 is a thing. So again, if you Unless you've been living under a rock, there is a global pandemic occurring. Again, if you haven't watched the news, the United States has pretty much completely uh, bungled the situation here. You could say, as they say in France, we shat the bet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. I would call it a large, a large shat. Yeah, massive. Just you know, no fiber. <laughs> just, the, just the worst. Which is completely unsurprising given our uh, our national leadership, but. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a variety of factors, right? National leadership, general independent spirit of the United States populace uh, has led to to our current predicament. Yeah, Isaac and I live in Los Angeles, and it is particularly bad right here. We have doubled our case count in the last month uh, from 500,000 to a million, which is uh, pretty atrocious given that it took us, what, eight months to get to 500K? And Pretty much, yeah. Wear a mask, save a life. Wash your hands, avoid other people, stay home. Yeah. And so that's a thing. So the, the consequence of that, why does that matter with the streaming wars? Well, movie theaters are closed. 
because obviously those every every movie theater that you go to would be basically a super spreader event of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, if there was someone you know sitting next to you breathing on you for for two hours, so most movie theaters they're they're closed. They're for the most part not showing movies. Every now and then there's a, you know a small theatrical release of something like uh, New Mutants came out a few months ago. Warner Brothers tried to release Tenet and it underwhelmed not necessarily from a review a review perspective but definitely from a box office number perspective that was a mistake um, yeah yeah i, I think that <laughs> we should have waited yeah <laughs> let me just say this in case anyone from their studios listening like their marketing department or something somehow i would have gone in theaters and see it after the pandemic yep. that's right <laughs> not before all right, but anyways, <laughs> I mean that's the the producers are stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? I mean they have this asset that they spent hundreds of millions of dollars, and they can't do anything with it. It's just kind of sitting there. They're not earning a return, and investors don't like that. Um, you know, the stock market doesn't like that. They want they want their money and they want it now. And so obviously, I think probably Warner wishes that you know they could have gotten more for it, but they probably had to test the waters with something, and I guess that was the one they chose. So what what are those two things doing to the Gundam movie? Why does this matter for the Gundam movie? Because the Gundam movie is still in production, pre-production. It's being written as far as we know. We've not heard anything else. We haven't heard any casting. We haven't heard any plot details. There's no trailer, no teaser, uh, no nothing. All we know is a um, is a producer and a writer. And uh, like once again, the writer is Brian K. Vaughn. And we know the production company is is legendary. People who, who made Pacific Rim, uh, who made 42... And it's also yeah, obviously being co-produced by um, a Sunrise. So what again? Why does all this matter? Well, Legendary is a smaller producer. You know, they're not a Disney. They're not a Warner Brothers. They typically co-produce most of their films. A lot of them they co-produce with uh, Warner Brothers. I cannot find anything that confirms or denies or clarifies if the Gundam movie would be co-produced by Warner Brothers. So I'm not sure. But if it's not co-produced by Warner Brothers, it's, it's that's actually probably worse for us in this situation because uh, the way co-production works, it's kind of in the name. There's basically multiple one, you know, two or more people paying for the movie, and they they split the returns in some way, generally in some waterfall calculation, you know, whether it's fifty-fifty or or whatever you you pay into the movie. So it's a good way to hedge uh, risk, right? So if you think the movie is pretty good maybe you're willing to put in more if you're not sure but you still want to be a good partner uh, you know maybe you put in a little less or just over time if you want to co-produce all your movies then there's less risk for you over entire portfolio uh, than you know one individual movie so if legendary is not co-producing this movie with warner brothers and they're maybe they're only co-producing it with sunrise i don't know how much sunrise is willing to spend on this but let's pretend that Warner Brothers is not involved, and that Sunrise is essentially, you know, contributing the the IP, the property, right? I mean, that Legendary needs Sunrise to make this movie. Legendary doesn't own Gundam; Sunrise does. So, if they don't co-produce the movie, that means there's even more risk on on Legendary. And since Legendary is a smaller producer, more risk is bad for them. And if movie theaters are closed, Isaac, <laughs> with no real certainty of when they will open up your once lofty revenue projections may need to come down. And if your revenue comes down, what else goes down, Isaac? Any budget, really, you had for upcoming projects. You know, maybe <laughs> even right. gambles. Like, 
a Gundam movie, a movie <laughs> based on a Japanese cartoon, as far as the executives view it, I'm sure, that, yeah, it might have an existing base, but it's still a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of an odd duck to parade in front of American audiences. If revenue is going to go down and, and probably the budget needs to go down, or at least their willingness to take risks on that budget, like you said, mm-hmm. w- would you say that in order for this movie to be successful, it needs to have a very high budget because it's very special effects heavy? Absolutely. This movie needs to have a sizable effects budget, whether they somehow decide to do, you know, miniatures of some kind or however realistic they want it to be or they want to go full CGI, whatever. Special effects are going to be a big part of it. You know, they're, this isn't a military movie where they got like tanks laying around and, you know, helmets and they can just throw them on actors and run around, you know, and they don't have like Roman soldier armor from like, you know, the last five Roman soldier movies or whatever <laughs> this is going to be pretty much you know built from the ground up to an extent i, I forget the one listener's name who, who who told us this who warned us about this was that uh, every piece of technology in this movie needs to be created from scratch or, or imagined from scratch you know yeah. it's it doesn't exist right giant robots don't exist so to me if the budget is in danger i feel like that's not good for us isaac because that's going to kill our ability to draw major stars. Like, for example, in our <laughs> fan casting, we had some people who I would describe as highly paid actors. I believe you wanted Robert De Niro to play Degwin. He doesn't <laughs> he, come he cheap. Created it. Yeah, he's notorious. But anyway, <laughs> Drew Law, I can't see him for going to for too little. Elle Fanning, I'm sure she would refuse to join a movie that's mm-hmm. almost a, an art film <laughs> art film budget or something like that. Yeah, people you like young, younger actors that are on the rise, like Timothy Chalamet, he's not going to jump on board no. at, a, at a discount price. So not, that's not to say that I want stars in the movie or that I think that stars need to be playing mm-hmm. these key roles. But if, like Isaac said, this is a, this is a bit of, a, of an oddball for American audiences. And executives tend to believe, and I think it's probably largely supported, that generally, not all the time, but generally, star power does lead to more seats. Yeah. You know, more seats being filled than maybe otherwise would if it's an unfamiliar kind of kind of property. I'd say it's even more important to have recognizable names in a franchise most people won't recognize. You kind of get away with it with, you know, just constant rebooting and relying on nostalgia for like two new Ghostbusters movies or, you know, uh, we're going to have another Transformers or whatever. But for something like this, it's going to be a hard sell to anybody that's not already an anime fan or a Gundam fan. You yeah. Know. And, and, and we're talking big budget here because w- what are some comparable movies? Right. So like you just mentioned Transformers. So I think Transformers is pretty comparable in the the amount of you know effects we need um pacific rim would be another one yeah ready player one maybe godzilla's Um, the godzilla ones yeah exactly and those are all you know they those cost a lot of money to me this is a tentpole release like they're going full summer blockbuster with this thing right generally those movies have budgets well above 100 million you know we're talking in the 200 million range so if you had on your little chalkboard in your executive office, or it's a whiteboard, obviously, right. you know, and you got a nice big 250 mil set aside for this, and then someone says, oh, by the way, all the theaters are closed. Guess what? That not that they want to slash the budget, but they have to. You know, they don't make these mon- they don't make movies because they like the franchise or because they think it'll be a good movie. 
um, you know, that's how they choose the movies, but that's not what gets them made. What gets them made is, you know, will this make money? And with just all this uncertainty, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm a little nervous now. And no one, you know, no one's, again, there's been no, nothing in the news about this. I'm, I'm just, this is just purely conjecture, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm nervous, Isaac. I'm nervous. I don't blame you. I'd even go so far as to say I'm not nervous because I think I know what's going to happen. But before that, let me just say that budget-wise, you know, we could debate whatever number we think it actually needs. We just know it needs to be a good number for the the the, the effects budget alone. But as we said before in our um our kind of I forgot episode we were comparing it, but it does need to be like the Iron Man of the Gundam movies, right? Like this mm-hmm. has to set the tone and sort of set up the universe and really be that good to kind of carry forward because there's so much existing content in the manga and the anime series that subsequent movies can just take and build up on. But that said, based on how gutted the film industry has been in particular by COVID-19, I think that this is actually going to be the end or the, the delay of the project. And by delay, I mean, it'll go into development hell and we may not hear of it in, at minimum two years. I'm not sure if you're ready to cast your vote, Brian, on if you think it's going <laughs> to still move forward or if it's done for. That was actually, what, what, so I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That was actually my second option of what would happen, mm-hmm. right? So if you're the executive and you're saying, okay, well, if I can't have that budget now, then I don't want to do it because no. I know it's yeah. I know it's not going to be good. Because like you just said, you want this to be your Iron Man moment. You have one shot at this, right, for the next, say, 10 years. If you screw it up now, for the next 10 years, people are going to remember, oh, that was that crappy movie. You know, why would I ever watch that again? You know, I think <laughs> those those reboots, maybe they've been getting a little frequent, but I think we could at least agree that, that you screwed up for at least the next five years, probably 10, right? I mean, when was the last, like, Fantastic Four that, was that oh, 2015? 17, 16, something like that? Something around there. Yeah. Th- that did not go over well, whatever your opinion of the film uh, is. It no. didn't, it wasn't a hit. And, you know, we're not getting another Fantastic Four film until probably at least, I think they just announced they were working on it. And that's with the goodwill of, of you know, Marvel now having the property back. So people will go see it then. But that movie won't be in theaters until probably at least 2024. I don't remember the, the year they put on it. But think about that. 2024 versus 20, somewhere between 2015, 17. That's almost 10 years. So if you, that's why we're saying you got one shot at this. You can't screw it up. So if you if everyone out there should actually hope that the executive doesn't say, well, we can't have that budget anymore, so let's just go ahead and do it anyway for $50 million. You're not going to get the Gundam movie you want at $50 million. We need to at least hit that triple-digit budget to get to get something close, I, I think. Brian, what's your prediction? Like, just, just lay it out right now. Are you, are you kind of with me saying it's dead in the water? Do you think it'll move forward at a snail's pace, or do you think... It's it's still on the books to happen. Like well, maybe not on the books, but it, it's still going to happen by the, by the grace of of new type power, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'll definitely be delayed. I don't think they'll end it because I think it's in, it's in a little bit of a lucky situation given that if this was a bigger producer where maybe they have all this IP that they can choose from and they can choose from cheaper IP that doesn't require just a big budget. You know, they they might have l- less reservations about just canceling it or, or delaying it with sort of less urgency to pick it back up, right? But I think Legendary knows that they have a potential franchise here. And so I do think it's it's important to them. I you know, if they if it wasn't important to them, I don't think they would have uh gone out and got the writer who they got. So I am hopeful that they will 
delay it until they can do it right. And once again, just want to reiterate, there's been no announcement of a delay, but there's also there was never an announcement of any timeline anyway. So it's not like they, they can't delay what they haven't announced. So, you know, given the fact that we haven't heard anything in basically two years on this film, I would say it's already stuck somewhere in development hell. Something's hopefully happening on the film, but we haven't heard much. I'm not a pessimist, but I, I <laughs> considering how bad the economy's been, I'm going to say... That's a wrap, folks. Unfortunately, we'll we'll, we'll check again in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we don't hear anything for another year, two years, it's probably fair to assume that you know yeah. it's not happening. But yeah, it, it's a it's a situation where look, they approve the movie, and even if they do delay it, that that's a that's a risk you run, right? I mean, if you if you delay it, then it's no longer in sort of active development. It's it's still being worked on, but maybe isn't a priority. And oftentimes in in the film business, you know. You have to strike when the iron's hot. When you're when it gets approved, you better hope the movie gets made. Because if if a certain person drops out, then maybe the whole project falls apart, and then you you know you don't hear about it again for five years. There's lots of examples of, of films that you know have been stuck in development hell with bigger stars and, and bigger names than this one. So we have to hope that it doesn't happen. Um, but I do think that Gundam fans should probably temper their expectations, or at least prepare to wait a little bit longer. If you see a trailer, have a feeling that it's going to happen. If you don't, assume it's not. <laughs> and as far as timing goes, you know, we use Los Angeles as a, as a proxy here, but they, I think they released the tier schedule for the vaccine uh, when, when it's going to be available to you. I think Isaac and I would both qualify for the the bottom tier or like the, basically <laughs> the last the last people in line to get the vaccine. And I believe what the website says is that there is currently no uh, no timeline for you to get the vaccine. June is anticipated like the start for your tier. Hopefully that changes though, because I believe the incoming president elect Joe Biden, Papa Joe, I think his plan is going to be, I think it's a hundred million vaccinations in a hundred days. So I have confidence, I have confidence the experienced politician will be able to put together a better plan than the inexperienced current administration. (laughs) Let's hope so. Yeah. But it's, it's not even just when, when the vaccine is out, I mean, then you get how many people are actually going to go get the vaccine, right? I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those surveys say half, sixty percent. I'll take know. what I can get. <laughs> True, because <laughs> they're not going to release it uh, when everyone has the vaccine. It's it's when are people going to be back in in the chairs in movie theaters yeah. in full force? Is it going to be a month after the vaccine, or six months, or a year? I'm betting probably a year at least six months before you can depend on reasonable attendance. I'll double down on Fauci and say by this fall, we'll, we'll feel a bit closer back to normal. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So if things come back to normal, maybe we can get this show back on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of an opaque situation to look at though, because we're not sure what they're prioritizing in terms of the money that they do have, what kind of financing they have that they think they can sort of shuffle around to cover their existing budgets, you know, but I, I think I would be surprised if whatever executives running the show or at least are in control of the Gundam project would say, well, this thing's a sure bet and decided to keep its budget as is and, you know, its current slot. So, yeah, we better hope for that. The only the reason I'm bringing this up is that Legendary was in the news for being very upset at um, something that (laughs) Warner Brothers did. So (laughs) Warner Brothers, all of you may have seen this in the news a few weeks ago. They announced that their entire 2021 theatrical slate would be available day and date on HBO Max 
um, you know, with the theoretical the- theatrical release. And they do that basically to, to sort of drive, you know, uh, subscribers to their new HBO Max service. Uh, that caused a lot of drama. Uh, directors and Legendary were very upset about this because apparently it seems like Warner Brothers did not tell those people, the, the participants essentially, uh, about that decision before they made it and made it public. Probably not the way you want to go about it, even if it is probably the right decision. Not to go too detailed into it, but films, they have a life cycle. And the theatrical window is always where they make most of their money. And so if you were a participant in the film or a director of the film or you know an actor uh, or a co-producer in Legendary's case, and you woke up one morning to find out that your theatrical window had been wiped away, uh, which, which is generally the biggest source of a film's revenue, that you know you probably wouldn't be too happy, right? You you would probably have a like, oh boy, well I I'm, doesn't seem like I'm going to make much money on that film anymore. So it does sound like Warner has kind of worked it out with them and, and agreed on some other you know way to compensate them. But that just shows you that you know Legendary is worried about those things, and they are <laughs> that is important for, to us because they are they're the ones producing Gundam. So I hope it all works out. <laughs> it's it's difficult to say, really. I mean, this whole streaming thing is kind of an uncharted territory, right? I mean, I have mixed feelings, kind of. You know, I do like to go into the movie theater sometimes, but sometimes you didn't enjoy the movie as much as you could have. Sometimes you watch a movie at home and you think to yourself, boy, I would have loved to see this in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can understand how this is going to be sort of new territory for everybody in the whole streaming you know the movie that's in theaters and all that but i'm not sure about like the whole contract law and all that between um the studios and the actual distributors and you know hey you are going to release this on streaming we never talked about that (laughs) i'm surprised something was so overlooked but then again i don't know maybe they had some kind of agreement before covid and this wasn't even something they're attorneys could have imagined <laughs> so, yeah, yeah what, I mean, what that, situation would happen where they would have to stream our movie that's not something we should even discuss in the contract yeah pretty much i mean you know warner clearly you know I, i've not read that agreement but warner clearly had that authority to do so otherwise they wouldn't have made you know made that decision public i guess if i was warner i probably would have called them a day in advance and say hey i'm gonna say this tomorrow is there anything you want to talk you know don't sue me uh the next day you know, we can, we can, we'll work it out or something. It just, it just seems very abrupt. And, you know, Warner's uh, streaming guy, you know, he made a statement, which he's unpopular because of that decision, but some things that he said made sense. You know, he's like, well, look, there's a pandemic. I can't undo that. And uh, we have to release these movies uh, <laughs> some, sometime. So he, he's right about that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as a participant, co-producer, those those people are rightfully upset as well. He, he just grabbed a microphone and said, listen, people, I know you have warm feelings about the moving pictures on the screen. But we're here for money. <laughs> the only Pretty way much. we can make money right now is to stream these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the service. So shut up and sit down. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, that said, that's why I think the budget is a concern. Because if they were to say, oh, uh, you know, like, say, let's pretend you were the the producer in charge of the Gundam movie, Isaac, sure. and uh, your boss came Triple and said, Isaac, you know, yeah, your Isaac, <laughs> uh, they said, they came and they said, Isaac, you know, we really like your Gundam show, but we really want to, we want to put that straight to uh, HBO Max instead of going to the theaters. Could you maybe lop that and lop that budget in half? Then what do you do? It's kind of like, ooh, you're really, uh, you're really breaking my, my plums. <laughs> <laughs> really put them in the juicer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. The movie about giant robots, 
with questionable, you know, revenue projections. I'm tempering my expectations more than I was when the pandemic started. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, because when we started this podcast, you know, COVID was, it was sort of just starting. We were still all optimistic. No. (laughs) Some of us still here. (laughs) Some of us had been closely following the horror in China and realized we were next. (laughs) Well, no, I I agree on that. I just, I I meant, I don't, I don't think we had cause for super concern about the Gundam film at that, oh, at that yeah. point. Well, yeah. we thought it was going to be done in a few weeks, right? We just <laughs> had to lock down for a few weeks. No, I, yeah, Isaac will yeah. tell you that he, he knew that this was all going south uh, way back in, what was that? When was the last time we, we uh, got together? Was it February? Isaac? It was February, yeah. yeah. And that's when uh, I had a sad inkling that it would be the last time we'd be together for a long time. And you were right. Yeah. Here, it's almost going to be a year now. So, yeah. Hi, hi, hi. Well, let's go on to some better news. Uh, yeah. The other, the other <laughs> smattering of topics that we have to talk about today is uh, just in general, Isaac. You know, we don't like to be a news show, right? I don't think podcasts are a good way to get your news. Um, no. I, one, your Gundam news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one, we tape these. Oh, we tape these things. Look how old I am. We we uh, we record these things <laughs> weeks in advance. Um, yeah. Brian right now is a he. He's drinking a phosphate that he got at the drugstore. <laughs> The, the chemist made it for me. Yeah, he's he's gonna go down and uh, get a nickel paper later. <laughs> <laughs> On my penny right, farthing right. bicycle. <laughs> but there there's two two things I wanted to talk about in the in the Gundam news, which at this point they're they're not that new anymore. But I still think they're worth mentioning to our listeners in case they don't know, uh, because they are related to things that we have talked about on the podcast in the past. So the first is that the original Mobile Suit Gundam is now available via streaming isaac and that is huge it sure is it's it's available in both dubbed and subbed format on funimation streaming service as of november 25th and that service is about six bucks a month which is actually a great deal for the amount of content that you get and they also at the same time they added the gundam seed hd remaster with the sub and the new dub which we will talk about next uh they also added gundam seed destiny the hd remaster with subbed only because the new dub is not yet done and they also added Gundam Unicorn. Gundam Unicorn is just everywhere. Apparently, all the streaming services want Gundam Unicorn. Um, it's, it is like the prettiest animated Gundam. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess Origin and Thunderbolt probably give it a, a run for its money. But Unicorn is pretty damn nice to watch. Every every screenshot can be a wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if the Isaac just has his, his room papered with screenshots of the quad yeah. wing. It's just the quad <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, it's just it's just pictures of Dagwin. <laughs> <laughs> just a Dagwin memorial. In Funimation, in, in, in as part of the uh, release, Funimation also promised that more Gundam was coming soon. So that's excellent news. And yeah, I don't know. This is just really, you know, really worth noting because when we first started this podcast, one of our first episodes, if not our very first episode, was how to get into Gundam. And we lamented the fact that there was nowhere to really watch the original show uh, from a streaming perspective, because that's all you kids like to do these days is stream and not not buy Blu-rays uh, or, or physical media. You kids and, go down to the Sun Coast and get your DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I think the Blu-rays are, are, are good if you want to support the franchise, but obviously most people are watching streaming, so... I think yeah. if you want if you want new fans, you need that stuff on streaming, right? I mean, the, the Blu-rays, those are for the people that already like your show people aren't going to go buy the blu-ray to try out your show right pretty much actually 
dare I say this, Brian, is the Blu-ray an attempt by a company during a global pandemic that's ravaged their the global economy? Is this is just an attempt to try to get money? <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I mean, Blu-ray is is just a natural part of the of the content life cycle. You know, normally the Blu-ray would come out before things would go to to streaming. It's a bit outdated. It, it doesn't ha- it doesn't hold as much weight to the consumer as it used to, uh, for sure. No, no I, now I do think though that something like Gundam, right? Like you know, you could subscribe to say Disney Plus, and be very confident that all of your favorite Disney shows are always going to be on Disney Plus, yeah. because Disney owns the service and they also own the content. You know, Funimation doesn't own Gundam, so there's a license period involved there. So at some point, whether it's a year, two years, Gundam's going to disappear from that streaming service. That's the kind of thing where ownership becomes uh, comes back into the conversation of those things that you really really want to to watch and that you really depend on on being there. Someday they will leave um, if they're not owned by that uh, by the streaming service itself. A good example of that is The Office on Netflix. The Office just recently left Netflix, and that was, I believe, one of the most watched shows on Netflix. It drives a lot of the traffic. There was even, I believe, a warning on Netflix saying. FYI, this show is leaving on this day because so many people watch The Office. It's now only on Peacock, NBC's service that, you know, just like HBO Max is fighting for subscribers right now. And they're using that as a, as a tool to say, look, you can't watch The Office on Netflix anymore. You have to come over here and pay me money. So going back to Isaac's example of him paying for eight streaming services per month, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which one are you going to buy, Isaac? I don't think I'm going to get Peacock. <laughs> so there you go. But at yeah. some point if Netflix loses enough stuff that you that you watch, you know, would you you know, would you cancel Netflix and and go sub to not not necessarily to Peacock or whatever, but to to something else, you know, uh, for for a few months. I'll so. say this. Maybe I'm speaking for, you know, a lot of viewers or whatever. We'll go to wherever we the shows and the stuff that we like to watch, new shows, existing shows, movies. We will go wherever they are to watch them. That's really yeah. that's really the the core of this whole thing. Yeah, I think the core of the whole thing is that in general, people are poor. In general, content is overpriced, or at least people feel content is overpriced, and that's why they don't want to pay their cable bill anymore. So they're they're paying these very low streaming fees for Netflix, you know, Disney Plus, Peacock, and they expect a lot out of it. And uh, one of the things that these companies try to manage a lot is churn. That means, you know, oh, if this show drops all this month, I'll just subscribe that month and then I'll I'll leave the next month. You know, that's why The Mandalorian comes out once a week, right? They don't, you know, they don't launch all eight episodes like Netflix would. So I wonder when Netflix will start doing that as well, once they get a lot more competition here. I can see the number of people churning increasing over time, especially if stuff starts getting too scattered to watch. But I don't know. I almost feel like we'll reach a point of viewer laziness where like you're kind of locked into like your, you know, your three main channels, that you, your streaming channels that you like, and that's it. Everything else maybe, I don't know. You borrow your friend's password and you watch like in a month, you know, or a weekend yeah. you binge and we'll, we'll probably see more of those things, you know, oh, you know, the, the, that's the Hulu. Those are our HBO now friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm borrowing Hulu from my neighbor or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's not unfathomable that we'll reach that point, I think. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I think we already are there in, in, yeah. in a lot of circumstances. I think the viewer laziness, though, 
there's a dollar threshold to that. You know, you don't necessarily notice your Netflix subscription every month because it's only, I don't know how much Netflix is now. I don't even notice either, but isn't it, it's, it's what, what, like 13 bucks a month or something like that? I think Netflix is 1299 12 Okay. Maybe less. I don't know. But if it hits $20, would you notice it then? Or maybe not you, but maybe, you know, the public in general? I think the public would notice it creeping. Yeah. yeah. And so if they all start creeping at the same time, then it's you start cutting the ones you don't want, you know. Yeah. yeah. The you do your <laughs> kids are going to be screaming and posting on TikTok <laughs> about their dad canceling, you know, uh Netflix and cuz he preferred, you know, Hulu and and CBS Now <laughs> or something like that, right? He just had to watch his damn Star Trek. Yeah, he's just he's a Trekkie and like you wanted to finish <laughs> I don't know, Riverdale or you were you he he canceled Disney Plus and you'll never find out the end to High School Musical the musical <laughs> it's coming people the uh, the pick and choose you know yeah who, who gets kicked off the uh, the musical chairs of your your household's uh, streaming service bundle mm-hmm. and so that you know again that brings us back to the Gundam movie if they need to all of a sudden cut that budget to spend more on this content over here that would drive more subs to their service you know they they may not they may not hesitate to do that so. Hope it doesn't happen. But anyway, so Mobile Suit Gundam available now on Funimation streaming service. Now I'm going to go tell all those people that I used to say, hey, you should go watch Gundam. I'm going to say, hey, you should go watch Gundam. And guess what? It's easily available now for $6. You could watch the whole thing in a month for 6 bucks. I might just do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? I had, you know, I had to watch this show. I had to buy 10 $30 DVDs from Amazon or Best Buy back in the day. And now all you guys can watch it for $6. I remember like saving money to get the 0083 DVDs and like, <laughs> and then like I'd get mad because sometimes I go to like Suncoast or something or Best Buy or whatever, not Best Buy. What else? Who's who's around besides Suncoast? Whatever. Uh, like probably like an Best anime Buy shop, a, a nameless anime shop. <laughs> yeah, they were always way over. They were way more expensive though than even Suncoast. As a fan that just stumbled upon it, I was I was willing to pay most any price just to like continue and finish the series. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I. I understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'm gonna do Funimation. Right. Yeah. And then you know, if if you're a big Gundam fan, those those Blu-rays are still there. You know, it is important to support the franchise if if you want more Gundam. So you know, I'm not saying you got to go buy the whole catalog, but maybe buy your favorites. You know. Yeah. Uh, or so. I don't know. There's a, buy anything Sunrise Bandai to to support it. That's Gundam related. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, well. Some of those Gundam, some of those older Gundam shows, though, you know, if they see that people buy them, maybe they'd be more willing to, to true, put them actually. on streaming or something. Like, for example, I don't understand, you know, why if Mobile Suit Gundam's on there, you know, why isn't Zeta Gundam on there? I mean, no, you know, how, how does how does Sunrise think that people are going to go find Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam? Does it harm them to have Zeta Gundam on a streaming service? I don't get it. Just put it on maybe there. You can put it on YouTube, you know? I mean, maybe this is a crawl, walk, run situation. They're kind of testing the waters and then they're not going to push all the products at once. Yeah, that's true. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, sort of related to this, is that the new dub for Gundam Seed has been released, Isaac. And Ooh. back back in our How to Get Into Gundam episode, this is another show that we talked about. Uh, we said that you know Gundam Seed would be a great way to get into Gundam because it kind of redoes the, the first show in a little bit more of a modern take for the most part. And I know you're, a, I'd say, a reasonably sized fan of Gundam Seed. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, it's a fun ride. If you're familiar with the one-year war, that's an alternate history one-year war. It's going to take the same beats. Characters are different. Situations different. 
organizations and factions are different. But um, if you haven't seen Gundam Seed, definitely worth a watch. It's a bit slow at times at certain parts, but overall, very well done series. And um, yeah, it's fun. And it doesn't drag endlessly or require a previous watching of other series or seasons. But one thing that you also are, Isaac, is a big fan of dubs. Is that right? <laughs> That's true, too. I'm, I've seen subs. I understand the need for them. I understand some people appreciate hearing the Japanese and then reading the subtitles. But for me, I just always felt more a bit more immersed when there's dubbed. You know, That's just my personal preference. <laughs> so I've watched most series that are available and dubbed. I always opt for dubbed. And when we did our episode, you were incensed to find out that the while Gundam Seed was available on various streaming uh, platforms, that there was no dub. That for whatever reason, uh, Bandai Sunrise had decided to withhold the old dub from these from these releases uh, because apparently they had been planning to redub the show. Why? I don't know. I guess they didn't like that dub or or something. I haven't been able to really find a reason, but. That dub is here, Isaac. It, it came out. It came out in November. Right stuff. The the company that releases almost all of the Gundam uh, Blu-rays released the Seed Ultra Edition box set, priced at two hundred and twenty-five dollars right now. At least uh, if I go look at the website, that's what it is right now. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. It's a so. It, what is it? What does that box set include? It's like a collector's edition. You know, this is one of our old school DVD collector's editions. Yeah, they kind of. They went back to the tried and true method. There's like an art book. There's like, you know, the, the interview DVDs. There's the commentary, stuff like that. They have like a limited short series. It's like, I think it's an SD Gundam Seed thing. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I think so. There's, you know, discussions with the animators and the team and all that. The original series, it's what you'd expect in a limited sort of boxed specials put together Blu-ray series. The art book, I believe, is 118 pages. That is a serious art book. Yeah. There were good designs in the series overall, but I always felt the strength of the series was um, kind of how interesting the story kind of kept going. You know, the overall setting and atmosphere. Had good designs. Some of them. Some of them not so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've talked about this before, but th- they really went into backpack uh, overdrive in the, in the seed era and I, I think a lot of those designs don't do it for me but one thing that we really love about the series is all the super weapons yeah there's a super weapon every 10 episodes <laughs> <laughs> so but there's a there's a, a very important thing that you should know about this box set okay and that is this so the box set includes episodes 1 to 48 of the hd tv remasters episodes 1 to 50 of the original standard definition tv series three compilation movies but apparently, those TV remasters that Sunrise provided Right Stuff to make the Blu-rays, they accidentally gave Right Stuff the broadcast version of the HD remaster instead of the home video version. And so they made the Blu-ray with the broadcast version, not the one that everyone in Japan has on their Blu-rays. So that's kind of a bummer. And I, and I guess there's probably some differences uh, from the broadcast version to the to the home video version. Usually that can range on a variety of things. Sometimes anime home video releases, they redo some of the animation to fix scenes that maybe aren't quite up to par on the TV release. Or maybe there's a few extra 
you know, seconds or, or minutes of footage that were cut to, to, you know, fit the whatever 22 minute broadcast window. So if you're buying a $200, over a $200 Blu-ray set, Isaac, don't you want the most complete version of the show? Absolutely. Especially for that somewhat obscene price. <laughs> yes. So Right Stuff has already said that, hey, we will we will make new Blu-rays once Sunrise gives us the revised, you know, Masters for for the home video version and we'll ship you the the new the new set at no additional charge. So what that means is, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a bummer that you didn't get the final version of the show, but even if you buy it now, they'll ship you the new the new version at at some later date. And they they, they it's pretty funny. They they pitch it as like, "Hey, well if you still buy it now, you actually get more uh, than what you were going to get before because you at the end of the day, you'll end up with the HD home video version." the the HD TV version and the standard definition t- uh, TV version uh, and I think that's a funny way to pitch it to be like ah, see you end up with more and, and, and don't focus on the screw up just just uh, you know it, it's fine you end up with more so when you're like a Chinese restaurant and like they're closing and there's like a lot of extra food so they just start <laughs> piling it on you like your to go order you're like all right that's enough orange chicken like <laughs> yeah like I, I don't need it I get it yeah I'll be back you don't have to serve me that much. <laughs> And I mean, realistically, does does that benefit anyone? Does anyone really want like the HD TV version when they have the HD home video version? Like, I, there's too many versions of this damn show. You yeah. know, just give me the best one, put it on Blu-ray, and and you know, let me have it. Or the other thing I wanted to mention about this, which is maybe more important, is and this is important to you, Isaac, because you were a fan. Did you did you watch the original dubbed or subbed? Yes, original oh. dubbed. Okay, well, you may want you may want to pay attention here. Oh dear, I like the voice acting. What are you gonna drop on me now? Oh no, the <laughs> Ultra Collection has both the old dub and the new dub. Ooh. Okay, so great, but yeah. but the non-Ultra Edition Blu-rays, which I don't even know if those are out yet, but they will come out at some point. So meaning, you know, the the Blu-rays not in the box set. The Blu-rays are gonna be normal price, not the two hundred and whatever deal. Those will only have the new dub. Huh. So if you love the old dub and you're really attached to that and you in in your mind that's what you want to be your definitive version of the show, you might have to buy the ultra edition. I mean, you're paying for two different versions of the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they would say in the the Japanese boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I think wherever seed is available on streaming uh, and whenever wherever it's available with the dub, that's going to be the new dub. I don't think it's the old dub. I would be surprised. In fact, no, there's no way they'd, re- they'd release the old dub. You know, it's going to be new. They're going to update it, and that'd probably be a main selling point, right? Oh, um, yeah, why. absolutely. But that's <laughs> that's their plan. Yeah. And as far as which is better, I've seen subjective. I, I've heard opinions both ways. You know, I've seen some people say the new one is bad because it pronounces some names wrong or differently. <laughs> what names? <laughs> Muru Ramius, or however you pronounce her first name. I think is one that someone was complaining about. Um, I'm, I'm, I forget a lot of the other names, but apparently that's Kira. an issue. Kira is yeah. now Kyra. <laughs> yeah, I would hope that they get Kira right. <laughs> I've also heard that maybe the dub is not as good as you remember, and that the new one is sounds more modern, uh, which that might be true. I guess. I, well, I mean, anything filmed, anything recorded recently is going to sound more modern by definition, right? <laughs> I would, maybe, yeah. maybe they like really did a, a number on like the sound effects or explosions or something, or they thought the beam noises were just too silly. The the noise that the bits and funnels made was kind of too silly. I don't know. 
it's I'll, I'll reserve judgment. How attached are you to the old dub? Not um, that attached. Oh, see, Isaac's <laughs> ready. To, she's ready to jump on, jump off the boat. Hang and go on, try the new. Hang one. on, I, I'd say I'm not that attached, but I'm not too eager for something. You know, a new dub. I mean, it might be jarring for all I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you know. I've never. I watched the show subbed. What What do you remember about the dub? Was it Was it good? Was it passable? You know, what, what, does anything stick out in your mind about it? Uh, in I terms thought of I'd say it bad? was good. I'd say it was good. Yeah, I didn't have any issues with lip syncing that I could remember. Um, Nobody's voice sounded just bad or anything like that. A lot of the characters had memorable voices. I can remember Kira's voice. I can remember La Crusade's voice. I can remember um, director Asriel's voice. Um, They had pretty distinct voices. You know, as far as I'm concerned, they this was a case of uh, ignoring if it ain't broke, don't fix it. so then you would be in the camp of this did not need a new dub, sounds like. No, it did need a new dub. I'm curious how it sounds, but I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited then for, for whenever we review um, Gundam Seed, because then Isaac can, you know, he, he's going to... He's going to have all this, if it, if the new dub is like bad, right, he's going to have all this pent up frustration about like, oh, they shouldn't have changed it, da 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 da. And I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really fun to have him uh, rant about that. When that am, I gonna, am I going to watch both versions? <laughs> no, I think, you do, I think you should just do it from, from memory. But I mean, we, we could okay. certainly watch like, I don't know, an episode or two. You know, I'm definitely not going to watch the same show twice. With the, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. I'll probably do the new one. I've seen the old one. I might as well do the new one. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add <sighs> just uh stay safe out there stay home wash your hands wear a mask and uh avoid people you don't live with all right everybody and that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed that little news bits and i hope you temper your expectations for that gundam film don't get them too high we we're hopeful but don't bank on it um so please remember to like comment subscribe you can find us on Twitter at Colony Dropcast. You can also leave us comments on YouTube. And you can find our podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Have a great night. So I'm going to try something live uh, on the well, not live, but I'm going to record it. So I have <clears throat> I have a treat here a that treat? One, of our, one of our friends gave us. It's a mutual friend of ours. <clears throat> it oh. is a Gundam 40th anniversary chocolate wafer cookie wow. from Japan. And uh, normally I would let Isaac have this because he <laughs> loves sweets. But um, because once again, I haven't seen Isaac in almost a year. I'm, I'm going to eat it and tell him if it tastes good. <laughs> so the, the the wrapper it comes in has a little chibi char and a little SD Zaku. Uh, and it looks a lot like the wafer crisps that we have over here. You know, like the chocolate and the strawberry ones, the vanilla ones. Yeah. So let's see. Oh, it's really hard. <laughs> it's good. Tastes like a chocolate wafer. I need you to get your mouth closer to the microphone and chew slowly. We're going to do an ASMR audio. All right, here we go. Ready? Mm. That's the sound of Sharjaku going three times the normal speed. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. (laughs)